Isn't it good to gather together and celebrate the birth of our Savior? Isn't that sweet time? Sweet time of singing together, and we're going to open God's Word together now. So let me invite you to take your Bible, if you have a copy of God's Word, and turn in the New Testament book of Hebrews. It's where we're going to go for just a few minutes together. Hebrews chapter 1. Words will be on the screen here in just a few minutes. If you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible in front of you. If you don't own a Bible, you can take that with you as our gift to you tonight. But we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 1 in just a minute. And I'll have to just be totally honest with you. One of the challenges of standing and speaking and preaching on Christmas Eve is I know all the anticipation that is in this room and all the different things that are on the minds of different people in this room. There are, there's a lot of things going to be happening over the next few hours. There's a lot of presents to open and a lot of family together with and a lot of things that we're looking forward to. My kids have already clearly reminded me, Dad, now you're not going to preach too long tonight, are you? We've got things to do, places to go. I'm looking forward to opening a few presents myself, but we have taken time out of all of that together here tonight and to refocus and to retune our hearts around the reality that the only thing that will ultimately satisfy us is never a present under a tree or never an event we look forward to, but the person of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So we are going to hold out Jesus to you tonight. We're going to sing about Jesus. We're going to look at Jesus in his word and try to get our hearts and our minds around this whole idea of what Christmas is really all about. So Hebrews chapter 1, I'm going to read four verses. We're going to talk about these verses, make a little application, and then we'll be done tonight. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 begins this way. It says, God, after he spoke... Long ago, to the fathers, in the prophets, and in many portions, and in many ways. The writer of Hebrews is looking back really to all of human history leading up to the birth of Christ. And said, God spoke. God made himself known. He says, but in these last days. That's a term that refers to the season that we're living in today, the the Messianic era after Christ. But in these last days, the time of Messiah, God has spoken to us in a final, most clear way. God has spoken to us in His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the world. And He, Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God. He is the radiance of His glory. He, Jesus, is the exact representation of His nature. He upholds all things by the word of His power. Jesus, when He had made purification of sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, picturing job completed, all the work of redemption done, he sat down. Verse 4, having become as much better than the angels, he inherited a more excellent name than they. Now, what's all this about? 
Well, for the last year as a church family, if you've been with us, we've been walking through the Bible together. And we started in Genesis and we walked all the way through and we're going to conclude that this Sunday in the book of Revelation. And we've seen through all of human history, the Bible gives us the record of God's revelation of himself to mankind. We've seen that God has been making himself known throughout history. What we know through the Old Testament, He's made Himself known through creation and the flood and the exodus and the prophets and miracles and wonders. And He has been making Himself known. And all of that is summarized here in one little statement by the writer of Hebrews where he says, God has been speaking long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways. Now stop right there. That is a huge statement for us tonight. What the writer of Hebrews here is saying is this, is that throughout history, God in His mercy and His grace has chosen to make Himself knowable to us. God has been speaking to reveal Himself to us. Humanity, fallen mankind, broken mankind, sinful mankind... God took the initiative to make Himself known to a fallen, broken world. He had to take the initiative because left to ourselves, now think about this, left to ourselves in our natural state, we would never know anything about God unless He chose to reveal Himself to us. Left to ourselves, we would not know the source of all joy, the source of all meaning, the source of all love, the source of peace, the source of life. Left to ourselves, we would not know. We're trapped in a time and space continuum. God chose to speak into our world and make Himself known. John MacArthur said it this way, The senses of man, marvelous as they are, are incapable of reaching beyond our own natural world. For us to know anything about God, He must tell us. We could never know God if He did not speak to us. Thus, in the Old Testament, the days before the birth of Christ, God spoke. Why? To make Himself knowable. To make Himself known to us. Now, the writer of Hebrews goes on and he says this, God made Himself known in many portions and in many ways. God was in the process of making Himself known and revealing Himself in various forms and in various ways. God chose to communicate to mankind in different ways, in different forms, in different modes. Now, we can relate to that a little bit. We live in what's known as the technology age or the age of mass communication, the age of social media, if I wanted to communicate to you, I would have to choose one of many modes of communication to communicate with you. I could text you. I could tweet you. I could Instagram you. I could Facebook you. If I was really old school, I could pick up the phone and call you. And if I was from the Stone Age, 
I would take a pen and write a note on paper and send it to you. And some of you are like, what is that? Paper? We live in an age of various forms of communication, various modes of ways to communicate. The writer of Hebrews is saying throughout history, God has chosen through different modes and different means to make himself known. He spoke through creation itself. Heavens are declaring the glory of God, Psalm 19. He spoke through miracles and wonders like a burning bush to Moses, the parting of the Red Sea. He spoke to men like Daniel in dreams. He spoke through prophets like Isaiah and Jonah and Jeremiah. God spoke through angels. Samson's parents in the Old Testament were spoken to by an angel revealing of what was going to happen and the the birth of their son was coming. God spoke in these various forms, these portions and these various ways. The word portion here means a part or a fragment or a piece. And that's important. Hang with me. In other words, throughout history leading Up to the birth of Christ, God was speaking in fragments and pieces and parts. As important as all the miracles were to reveal the nature of God, as important as all of these signs and wonders were in in revealing who God was, listen, they were all incomplete. The miracles of the Old Testament and the activity of God only revealed aspects of who God is and of his nature the word portion again means a fragment it means a piece they were all incomplete they were all preparation they were all leading up to what or I should say who was coming to be the ultimate and clear and final and full revelation of who God is to the world. And that's why the writer of Hebrews says it this way, God, after he spoke long ago in the prophets and to the fathers in many portions and in many ways, in these last days, God has spoken to us in His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the world. God has made Himself knowable to us by the ultimate revelation of Himself. God has taken on flesh. He has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, among us. God is making Himself known. And the ultimate, now get this, the ultimate, the most clear revelation of God, the means by which we know Him, is now Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone, the baby that was born in the manger. God was making Himself known. The writer of Hebrews says, He, Jesus, is the radiance, the shining brilliance of His glory. He is the exact representation of His nature. Not in part, not a fragment, not some mystical image. The exact representation of the nature of God. The word nature is the word charactos. We get the word character from it. Perfectly, we now see the full character of God. Because He took on flesh and walked among us. In Jesus Christ. Not in parts, not in fragments, in fullness. He now upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sins, he came to make God known. He came to take on the sins of the world. And when he completed that work, when he had finished that work, 
He sat down at the right hand of God. Mission accomplished. Everything necessary to redeem man had been accomplished in Christ. So see, the point here is that all of those, all of those things God did to reveal himself were, were preparation. They were fragments. They were pieces. And now you have the fullness of the revelation of God in the person of Jesus Christ. Let me illustrate this for you very quickly. I've used this illustration before. Some of you, if you are uh, under 30, may not get this illustration at all, but I'm going to risk it. Ready? How many of you know what a Polaroid camera is? Yeah, awesome. Polaroid camera, you, you know what happens. You, you snap the picture, bump, and this picture, this piece of paper comes out the end, right? And you, and you take that picture that has captured this image, and what's the first thing you do with it? You shake it. Anybody know why you shake it? I have no idea why you shake it. That's just what you did. And then you know what you did next? You blew on it. I have no idea why you blew on it. You just blew on it. Now watch. And you held this thing up, right? And what began to happen on this Polaroid picture? It began to to grow from real fuzzy and unclear and images, and portions, and fragments, and parts, and the longer you held it out, the more clear, and the more clear, and the more clear it came, until finally, after, I don't know, three, four, five, ten minutes, something like that, you had a clear picture of something that you had just taken. That is the history from the beginning up to the point of Christ, that God was revealing himself in portions, and fragments, until the ultimate fullness of God making himself known has come in the form of a baby, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And now we see with crystal clarity the exact representation of the very nature of God who is making himself knowable to fallen, broken humanity. It's a beautiful picture here, you see. Christmas time is a time that we are to celebrate and be reminded of what happened 2,000 years ago, thousands of miles away, that with the birth of this baby, the God who has been making himself known in various ways and means throughout all of history now with ultimate and perfect clarity is revealing himself perfectly in his glorious nature and his plan of redemption is perfectly clear in Christ. God himself is making himself known to the world now. I'll give you two words. What do we do with this? I'll give you two words that we can hopefully take away from this. And, and, and the first word I want to give you that you see here from the book of Hebrews and really the whole of the New Testament is this. When we look at what God has done and making Himself knowable to us, the first word I want you to get your mind around quickly is this, is grace. Grace. Why? Every Christmas song we sing, every manger scene we pass, every time we hear the Christmas story, it is to be a reminder that the God of the universe has taken the initiative to speak, to make Himself known to an undeserving, broken, sinful, marred, messed up world, a world that would never seek Him or know Him left to ourselves, and He in grace has stepped into our world and made Himself known. Why? Grace. Let me picture this for you even more clearly. This grace I'm talking about. God makes himself knowable. Listen. So we can know him personally in a relationship with him. 
God is making Himself noble so we can know Him in a relationship with Him. Let me illustrate this for you very quickly. Luke chapter 2, the night Jesus was born. Anybody know some of the first characters who actually arrived at the manger where Mary and Joseph were? Shepherds. You can go back and read the story that... Luke chapter 2, this story says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. I don't know if you've ever studied shepherds in that day. Shepherds were not the most prestigious people on earth. Shepherds were not considered the upper echelon of society. In fact, shepherds were considered to be outcasts on the fringe, criminals, the bottom of the social order. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and said, Hey, fear not, I bring you some good news. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And of all the people on earth that the angel could have made that announcement to, he went to these lowly shepherds who were considered by all to be the low outcasts of society. Why? Listen, (laughs) that is a picture of grace. They had done nothing to deserve it. They weren't even seeking God. They were just out managing their sheep. Most of them were criminals. They were outcasts. And the God of the universe, as a picture of grace, says, Hey, go and see the son that has been born, the baby that has been born. A Savior is born to you. And the shepherds went, the Bible says, and they came in a hurry and said, Let us see this thing that has happened and that which the Lord has made known to us. God made himself known. God is making himself knowable. So that you and I can know him and have a relationship with him. Jesus said it this way, this is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. The Apostle Paul said it this way, But when the right time came, God sent His Son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent Him to buy freedom for those who were slaves to the law so He could adopt us as His very own children. God was making Himself known, making Himself noble so you and I could know Him. Let me ask you a question. I know a lot of you came tonight because you may have been invited by a friend and maybe... This is not your church home, or maybe this is your church home. Whatever the case is, I want to ask you something tonight. Beyond all the lights, beyond all the songs, beyond all the singing, do you right now, sitting here in this room, do you know God through His Son, Jesus Christ? Do you not know about Him? Say, man, I can quote the Christmas story. Okay. Do you know God personally and intimately through a personal relationship made possible through Jesus Christ? Have you by faith surrendered Him as your Lord and Savior and placed all of your sin on Him and received His perfection and His righteousness? Everything necessary for you to know God, have a relationship with God, has been made possible by King Jesus who came, lived, died, and rose again to adopt you as a son or daughter into His family. Do you know Him? you don't there are people in this room that are praying for you tonight that tonight would not be it would not just be another Christmas that tonight would be the night that maybe the first time the eyes of your heart through faith you see not just a baby in a manger you see the God man the Savior who was sent so you could know God
And I pray tonight that by faith you place your faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone. Grace. Grace. Second word very quickly is growth. Many of you here tonight, you already know Jesus. You, you have a relationship with God and you're, and you're making plans for 2016 and you're thinking, what am I going to pursue and what am I gonna, what's my life going to be like about in 2016? How do I grow? How do I get to know God more? And maybe you're thinking of all these different things that you can be about and all these different things you can pursue. Listen, Paul said it this way, we proclaim Jesus, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. Peter said, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory forever and ever and ever. Do you know how you grow in your deepening relationship with God? Is you set your face like flint that you're going to pursue the person of Christ to know Him more and more and more and more and more. And He then makes you more and more and more like Himself in a growing, dynamic, intimate relationship with Christ. Growth. Are you setting your face like flint to pursue God in 2016 through His Word in fellowship with His people. There is no greater revelation than Jesus Christ. There is no mystical experience. There is not some ecstatic experience that's going to make you more godly. God has ultimately revealed Himself in the person of Christ. That is the ultimate revelation of God. Jesus. Jesus. Third word and we're finished. Grace. Growth. Go. <laughs> Go. What do you mean by that? Well, there's a simple reality, and that's for us here tonight, and that's this. Those who know Him, those who have been transformed by Him, have a privilege and a responsibility of making Him known to the world. You know what those shepherds did after they came to the manger? That's one of my favorite stories. I love that portion of Scripture. These shepherds, they came, they beheld the Son, they realized this is not just an ordinary baby. Their lives were changed. They realized this is the Savior. Their lives were transformed. And then the Bible says these outcasts, these former criminals, those who were not seeking God, because they had been transformed, because they had been made new in Christ, Luke 2.20 says this, And the shepherds went back. Where'd they go? The other shepherds. <laughs> they went back to their place of life. They went back to the place they lived. They went back glorifying God, praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as had been spoken or told to them. What had been revealed to them, what God had spoken, what God had made known, Christ. They went and made it known to everybody they knew. You've got to hear about this Christ child. You've got to hear about this Christ child. Those who know Him now have the privilege of making Him known. And that's you and that's me, child of God. So tonight as we gather here and we celebrate the birth of our Savior, here's what's going to happen over the next few minutes. Uh, we're going to stand and sing joy to the world together because... God has made Himself known to us. You may be here tonight, and as we stand and sing, you realize you do not know Jesus Christ. And as we're singing, my prayer for you is that you by faith call out to Him. The Bible says whoever will call upon the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. And if you do not know Him tonight, call unto Him as Savior and Lord and believe, and your life will be changed forever. 
We're going to stand and sing joy to the world. And then at the end of that song, I'm going to lead us in our time of giving as we want to celebrate the birth of our Savior with our Christmas give. And I'll explain more about that in just a few minutes. And then in a few minutes, we're going to sing the last song and we're going to go out of here as missionaries who God has made Himself known to and we have something to tell to the world, especially at the Christmas season. So as the team comes up and begins to play, would you bow your head with me for just a second? I'm going to pray for you. We're going to continue to worship. And let me just pray for our time. Lord, God, I thank you for the truths that we've just read that have been revealed to us in your word. God has broken humanity, Lord. We thank you, we praise you, that Lord, even when we were not seeking you, Lord, even when we were hopeless and broken, Lord, you have spoken, you have made yourself known, you have made yourself knowable. That if we will by faith trust you, we will by faith believe in the Son of God as the Savior of the world, our sin bearer. Lord, I pray for anyone in this room right now who does not know you, that tonight will be the night of salvation day by faith will call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, I pray for those here who do know you, that they will set their hearts like flint to know you more. And God, then we will go out. Us who know you, Lord, we will have the privilege of making you known. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray together. Amen.